Hey guys, thank you for joining me for another episode. Today's episode is titled, How Much Longer? Every year as we get closer to December, my house builds with excitement, not only for Christmas and the presents, but for birthdays and those presents too. You see, both of my daughters were born in December, you know, while my wife, my son, and me were all born in August. But every year as December approaches, the same question begins to form, especially with my youngest child. How much longer until December, Dad? She gets so excited, counting the days. It is the same way when we travel. How much longer, Dad? Or when my mom and sister and niece came to visit, when are they going to be here? How much longer? Uh, Same thing when their Mimi came to visit. When is she going to be here? How much longer? It's the excitement of what's to come that makes us impatient or has us counting the days. And when things don't happen in our expected time, when there's some kind of delay, etc., we start getting frustrated. But you know, have you ever put your car in the shop and it took longer than they expected to fix it and you call the mechanic to ask, uh, to ask them how much longer? You might start to even wonder, will it ever be ready? I know I have you know, ordered things from Amazon that should have been delivered in just a few days. Then those days turned into weeks, you know, one week, two weeks. You know, I would even check the tracking daily to see where it was at. And it would always say that it was in transit, you know, and sorry for the delay, you know, et cetera. And you start to wonder, man, will it ever show up? You know, in Second Peter, he in the book of Second Peter, Peter writes to some persecuted Christians living in the five areas of Asia Minor. And in chapter 3, he says uh, he's writing to remind them of the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through the apostles. What Peter is referring to is the second coming of Christ. They were likely dealing with some doubts because things were not happening as soon as they expected. 2 Peter 3, verses 3-4 through is where we pick up. It says, knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? Forever, since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning. So, I feel like Peter is saying, you know, be careful who you listen to. Because in the last days, there will be those who mock you for your faith and make fun of you, you know, for holding on to the promises of God. Does that sound familiar? It should, because that attitude toward Christians, you know, mocking us or making fun of us for what we believe, for holding on to God's promises, only grows with every passing day. When you look around and see how everything related to God or Jesus is under attack, you know, don't be discouraged. Let your faith be renewed because the word of God is being fulfilled right in front of our eyes. Listen to the last part of verse 3. It says that scoffers will come mocking you for your faith while following their own sinful desires. Proverbs 14.12 says, There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Look, man couldn't make it, you know, in the Garden of Eden where everything was perfect without breaking the one rule God gave them. Without seeking God daily, we will fall to our sinful nature and convince ourselves that we are doing what is right. Yet the Bible says that way 
may seem right, but it will end in your destruction. Now, look at how Peter, you know, what Peter says and how he says they will be mocked. Verse 4, these people will, he talks about how these people will say, where is your God? When, when will he return? People have been saying that, you know, Jesus will return for 2,000 years. He ain't coming. You're naive. You know, that's the kind of things I can imagine them saying and what they're kind of implying. But, you know, and they continue with, you know, things will just continue like they have ever since the beginning of time. And that's a lot of people, you know, today act like that. I see this attitude or perspective in people every day, and it's growing. That sad, you know, and the sad part is that Christians are losing hope and their faith is weakening because of these mockers and because, uh, you know, they're asking how much longer, yet nothing happens, so doubt creeps in. This is one of the devil's greatest weapons. He used it with Eve in the garden, and look at the catastrophic outcome of that. Doubt is dangerous, and that is why Peter is reminding them God's promises of God's promises, and you know to hold fast and wait on the Lord. Listen to what Peter tells them in verses five and six, for they deliberately overlooked this fact that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God. And that mean, and by that means, of these the world that then existed was deluged in water and perished. Peter is reminding them that people overlook or forgot somehow that the world was formed long ago out of the water by God's word. And it was by water that God destroyed everything on earth except Noah and his family. There is an underlying message here as well. Because Noah, during Noah's day, when he was building the ark i'm sure he dealt with scoffers and after years and even decades passed and there was no flood i'm sure people mocked him saying where's this flood you've been warning us about i'm sure they all dismissed noah as being crazy saying things will continue you know like they always have since the beginning of time you know before the flood there had never been even rain you know and just like in noah's day I can imagine someone in Noah's family probably wondered, okay, God, how much longer? Peter continues the illustration in verse 7, but and he says, But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Basically, he is saying that it was by God's word that the earth was formed, and by his word that it was destroyed that it was destroyed in the flood and we know the flood happened just as god you know god's word describes it and so by his word the world will one day be destroyed by fire but some things must take place before that happens peter is building up to the point that can only be described as god's mercy and grace for man but before he gets there he wants them to understand that god's word was true when he created the earth and all things, and it was true when he sent the flood, and it will hold true when, with the coming of Jesus and the things that follow. In verse 8, Peter tells them, don't forget God exists outside of time as we know it. To him, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Time doesn't matter to God like it does to us. 
Now for the part that should fill you with hope and remind you that we serve a merciful, compassionate, and loving God. In verse 9 it says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill promise as some count slowness. Remember, God doesn't see time the same way we do. But it is patient toward you. You know, so let's go back and look at that again. He says, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. When I read that, it makes me want to stand up and say, that's my God. That is the gracious and merciful God that I serve. We let mockers weaken our faith. We let doubt set in and it corrupts our faith. We want to know how much longer, God, when will you come? And God is saying, just a little longer. I don't want anyone to miss the opportunity to be saved. You see where God's heart is, and you see where his heart lies. It is, it is and always has been to reach the lost, to save his people, to save everyone he can because he doesn't wish for any to perish. It is the picture of the shepherd that leaves the 99 to go save the one. You and I already have the promise of God. If you're a believer, we already have the promise of God in Jesus, and we know where we will spend eternity. So God will make us continue to wait so that, we, so that he can make sure everyone has the opportunity to put their faith in Jesus. That is the abundant mercy and goodness of God. A rebellious people that deserves to be wiped out, yet he holds back that, that wrath because of his great mercy and love that was put on full display at the cross. That is the goodness and mercy that David said would follow him all the days of his life. When you see how great God's goodness and mercy is, why would you ever doubt that he wants to bless your life? But we can't let doubt creep in to our hearts and ruin our faith. The attacks will only get worse as the end draws near. That means we need to be grounded in his word and walk with him daily. God's word is playing out right before our eyes. And even though things seem bad, know that God is in control and everything must happen according to his word. So walk in victory today, knowing that God is still on the throne and his word remains true, for he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, thank you for your abundant goodness and mercy. Thank you that your word remains true and we can find hope in it. Fill your people with the power of the Holy Spirit and with boldness and conviction to stand on your word and hold steadfast to your promises, declaring your truth to everyone who will listen. Put people in our path today that need to hear about your goodness and mercy about the goodness and mercy that was hung on a cross so that a lost people could find their way home. As we wait on you, Lord, let us remember that you wish for none to perish. So let us be a light to those who are lost. Be with your people today, Lord. Let them be, let them be set apart for your glory. Amen.